0: Good afternoon and welcome to a brand new series. This is Revitalize 2020. I'm your host, Lulu Lincoln, founder and director of Teaching Mums, limited and of teachingmums.com. Now, most of you will recognize me from my previous podcast, which was the Teaching Mums Network podcast. And there'll be some brand new series and episodes released later on in the month. But I wanted to start the year by introducing to you a brand new series that I'm going to be um, running and facilitating, which, as I mentioned, is called Revitalise. Revitalise is the podcast for modern Christian women. And um, what I want to say to you is welcome to a brand new year. And welcome to a brand new you I will share a little bit of my own testimony with you and then we will talk about what this podcast series will be about why it 's different to the teaching mums network podcast, and what I hope to give to you by sharing my journey of faith um, so I became a Christian in 2001 so I've been a Christian for 18 years now and what happened was I was in I was in secondary school and um, I associated myself with church so I attended once or twice a month I was in the youth choir and only really had to be at church on the days that we were performing that was my life Um, but outside of church I was very dishonest very rebellious and incredibly difficult and you know quite frankly lost teenager but i didn't know at the time and i remember being in a, in in a crisis and calling out to who i thought god was and i said um i was alone and i said god i know that if you're real you can help me and if you help me pass my gcse's i promise you i'll i'll serve you for the rest of my life and it was may of the year 2001 and I was broken Um, I had so many challenges and trauma as a young person as a child and the repercussions of that were that as a teenager my identity was very much tied to um, what other people thought of me the um, the the boys I associated myself with the with my looks I was very 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 insecure Um, so many different things were going on And I didn't know how I was processing the pain that I'd experienced. But looking back, I know 100% that um, I was hurting. And becoming a Christian for me at the age of 16 is still one of the best decisions I've ever made. And so my testimony, my story is that I cried out to God in May of 2001, two weeks before my GCSE exam started... And in August of 2001, sure enough, God came through and I received my GCSE results and they were good guys. They were good. They were good results. And it was a huge shock (laughs) to me, to some of my teachers and my secondary school. And I knew from that moment, I think it was um, about the 21st of August because the A-level results come out in the middle of August and then GCSE results, I think, are later on and i knew that day heaven opened up and i said to god i know you're real because i was in a deep 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 ditch and you came and you rescued me and i knew that jesus was real and i had been exposed to the gospel but god became real for me on that day and ever since that day i will begin to share with you over the course of the next year for as long as i possibly can about the things that god did and is still doing in my life but on that day In August of 2001, I made a commitment to God. God came through for me and I promised him that no matter what happened to me, I would continue to tell people about how good he is. And just so we're really clear, when I'm talking about God, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I believe in the cross. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in salvation as the only way to God through Jesus Christ I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the working power and the mystery of tongues. I believe in healing, and I also believe in worship. Now, worship is giving God what he really deserves. Now, of course, worship can be singing and dancing, but worship can also be a lifestyle, and that's what Revitalize is about. Revitalize is my way of helping you to refocus that love you have for God and building intimacy with him i'm um i 'm a wife and a mum happily married um and i didn 't understand intimacy until I got married and People always think intimacy is just about sex and it and it 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 's not <laughs> intimacy is the highest form of um human relationship it's the closest you can ever be to somebody when you are intimate with them now in a marriage relationship sex is the fruit of intimacy but it's not the root of the intimacy the root of the intimacy is the unending unconditional love for that person that's what it is because you can be intimate with God but the relationship with God is not physical or sexual but the intimacy is the highest form of human relationship And Revitalize um, is here to kickstart your relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you are not already a believer, if you're not already born again, I'd like to lead you through in this prayer. And I don't like to call it the sinner's prayer. I'd like to call it the prayer of salvation. So after you've prayed this prayer, I believe in my heart that you are saved. And I want to say welcome to the family in advance. And once we've gone through this prayer together, you can consider yourself a believer. Please find a local church, join your local church, serve the living God, read your Bible every day. Get some girls, some Christian girls to love you and strengthen you and then share the gospel with somebody else. Please pray with me. Every time I say something, just repeat after me until we get to the end of the prayer. Father, you love the world so much. That you gave your only begotten Son to die for our sins, so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Your word says, We are saved by grace through faith as a gift from you. There is nothing we can do to earn salvation. I believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is your son, the saviour of the world. I believe he died on the cross for me and bore all of my sins, paying the price for them. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and that he is alive today. I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sins and I ask you to forgive me. By faith, I receive Jesus Christ now as my Lord and Saviour. I believe that I am saved and will spend eternity with you. Thank you, Father. I am so grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the family. I'm so, so pleased that you have decided to become a Christian, to give your life to the Lord and to live as a born again believer in this generation. Because you know what, girls? Jesus will be back. And he's coming back for those who believe in him and those who love him and those who have decided to spend their lives following him. For those of you who prayed that prayer with me, I would just like to say to you that that has been taken from the Everyday Life Bible Amplified Version by Joyce Meyer, published by Faith Words. So those of you that know me personally will know that I absolutely love Joyce and Dave Meyer and they've been really really instrumental in my walk with Jesus and I use a lot of her resources so from time to time if I'm using any of her resources I'll let you know Um, and that prayer of salvation was taken from the Amplified Bible that she was um, and that she created and developed with notes and um, words of exhortation and words of encouragement And just for the point of reference, that is the Bible that I'll be using during today's prayer and scripture and um, word talk. So... Um, ladies, I shared a bit of my testimony with you. We have spoken about the prayer of salvation. Now, back to business. So, Revitalise 2020 will <clears throat> be an opportunity for me to encourage you. Um, I do believe that I've been called to be a pastor. Um, now, this may surprise lots of you because you're thinking, hold on a second, we thought you were a teacher. And yes, I certainly am. Um, but my calling... Um, that I believe is from the Lord is, is a pastor's heart. Now, being a pastor to me is, in 2019 and 2020, not just about having your own church, because that's not what God has asked me to do. That's not what he's asked my family and I to do. But he has, it, has encouraged me in stirring up the hearts of women of God, stirring up the hearts of mummies and young female believers, Women who have families that want to grow closer to the Lord. That is what my life purpose is about. Now, out of that will come things like um, a desire to, to sing, um, a desire to lead worship, a desire to write, a desire to build my family. But my number one purpose in life is to build up the women of God. You don't have to understand that, but I think it's really important that I share that with you. So as you listen It may be for you and it might not. And let me tell you something, sweetie. If it's not for you, that's absolutely fine. Just switch off now. But if it is for you, my goodness, stay with me. Stay with me and let's run the race of salvation together. I will be here each day in your ear, (laughs) in your pocket, encouraging you in the word of the Lord and in your walk. Let's pray. Lord Jesus father holy spirit i cannot live without you and everything that i am everything that i present everything good about me is because of how you transform my life and i'm still not there yet and what i ask you for now holy spirit is that you would help me to help those who are listening holy spirit be in my mouth so that i can encourage these women in the lord And as you have strengthened me, help me to strengthen them. Now, I don't really know anything, but what I do know is that you love us. And all I want to do is share the love of God with everybody listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's Word Talk is going to be about worship I do have scripture references for you and I will read them to you and with you. And I'd encourage you in your own time to go and have a look at them or you can grab a Bible now or your phone, your version app and read along with me. So I'll give you the scriptures first and then I'll go back and read them. OK, so the first scripture is Psalm 5-7. That's Psalm 5-7. Second scripture, Psalm 22 verse 27 third scripture Psalm 25 verse 14 fourth scripture Psalm 29 verse 2 fifth scripture Psalm 119 verse 38 sixth Proverbs 3 verse 7 seventh Ecclesiastes 3 verse 14 eighth John 4:24 ninth Romans 12 verse 1 tenth Philippians 3 verse 3, I think we're on 11, <laughs> Hebrews 12, verse 28. So, of course, um, just press pause or rewind to get the exact references, but those will be the scriptures that I'm using today, and we are going to be talking about worship. Now, at the beginning of the podcast, I just said to you that worship is just ascribing the full value to God, Okay, so for example, if I buy a top and the top is worth £500 and I decide to sell the top for £3, I haven't really ascribed the full value of the top in the price I'm reselling the top for. So for example, God, through Jesus Christ, gave up his life for me, so part of my worship is giving my life back to God. Now, the everyday running of that is very, very difficult because I do make lots of mistakes, I don't think I have really arrived in my Christianity, but I do love the Lord with all my heart, with everything that I have. And I need faith and strength and grace to walk in his plans for me each day. Okay, so that's the context of what we're talking about. I have my Bible in front of me, my um, everyday life Bible by Joyce Meyer. We're going into the book of Psalms, which is in the Old Testament. And psalms is just another word for songs and um, hymns. Lots of the psalms have been turned into really, really famous songs. So first of all, we're going to be looking at Psalm 5, verse 7. Here we go. Psalm 5, verse 7. But as for me, I will enter your house through the abundance of your steadfast love and mercy. I will worship toward and that your holy temple in reverent fear and awe of you. Now most of the Psalms have been written by David. I don't consider myself to be a theologian but I am an avid reader of um, theological books and of the Bible but I do believe that you know as you read the word ask the Holy Spirit to inspire you to open your eyes as to what each scripture means and so here it's just really simple that David is saying to God that he is consciously making a decision to enter the house of God. Okay, so we have the church and we have our body. But in the new day and age, our bodies is where Jesus Christ decides to dwell. So when you became born again, some of you that would have been five minutes ago. For me, that was 18 years ago. The Holy Spirit came to live in me because we know that Jesus is not present on this earth in human form anymore because his human form died on the cross. Okay, but his spirit was left for us to have a perfect companion, uh, uh, like a spouse, a best friend, a counsellor every day for all time until we're called home. But David, King David, in Psalm 5, has decided to worship God in his holy temple and today talking about worship worship is a choice you decide if you want to give God everything or not I can't make you I can only decide how I walk through my faith in Christ but what I want to do today is encourage you and say to you that you will regret nothing by giving God what belongs to him let's head over to Psalm 22 psalm 22 verse 27 psalm 22 verse 27 all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the lord and all the families of the nation shall bow down and worship before you everybody on the planet earth and every galaxy ever created in time has the opportunity to worship god but we have to decide if that's what we're going to do and Beloved, I just want to say to you that you're already so important to God and you're returning your love back to him is really just the way to say thank you. It's just another way to say you appreciate the life he's given to you. And for me, worship is being able to say to God, no matter what happens to me, I just want to thank you for bringing me this far. Psalm 25 Verse 14, Psalm 25, verse 14. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear, revere and worship him and he will show them his deep covenant and reveal to them its meaning. Hallelujah. So when you choose to worship God and you choose to draw near, him, to, near to him, He will reveal himself to you. So I know I spoke about marriage earlier on, but the more time those of you who are married spend with your husbands, this is for the ladies, the more you get to know about them. And in the same way, the more time you spend with your children, the more you get to know about them. And it's exactly the same thing with the Lord. The more time you spend with the Lord, the more he will reveal himself to you in the freedom and faithfulness and the way that he does. Psalm 29, verse 2. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness or in holy array. So give God what he deserves. He gave you his life. He deserves our lives. He gives us his time. He's given us health. Give him yourself. Give him your time. Give him your praise give him your words amen psalm 119 psalm 119 i'm just flicking flicking through my bible along with you psalm 119 verse 38 psalm 119 is actually the longest psalm in the whole book of psalms really 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 awesome book really awesome book 100 oh sorry psalm 119 verse 38 got ahead of myself there 38 establish your word and confirm your promise to your servant which is for those who reverently fear and devotedly worship you i'll say that again psalm 119 verse 38 establish your word and confirm your promise to your servant which is for those who reverently fear and devotedly worship you. So, as you worship God, there are things that He will reserve and preserve just for you. There's a special um, blessing and package, that's the only word I can think of to describe it. There's a special package reserved for those who desi- desire and then decide to worship the Lord. For example, um, the way you cook for your children and for your family, for your husband, is not the same you, you would cook for maybe strangers or people that you don't know. And it's not really so much favoritism, but when you know somebody intimate, intimately, you know what they like, don't you? You know if your children have allergies. You know if your husband hates Brussels sprouts. But for a stranger, you can do your best, but it won't be the same as for somebody that you know. And in the same way, when we worship the Lord... And we, when we give ourselves to Jesus and when we say, Father, thank you, we adore you, you're number one, um, you're the king of all kings, come on, sing it with me. You are the Lord of my heart, you're my savior, my you're my salvation, you're my strong tower. When we do those things, God starts to download, download those gifts that he's reserved for the people who decide to worship him. Proverbs 3 verse 7. The book of Proverbs is just directly after the book of Psalms. Proverbs 3, verse 7. Let's have a look. What does that say? Be not wise in your own eyes, reverently fear and worship the Lord, and turn entirely away from evil. Now, you may have heard this said before. Salvation is instant, but sanctification is for a lifetime. And in your salvation, you um accept Jesus as your personal savior and lord but your sanctification is the undoing of all the habits you had before you became a Christian and working daily on becoming more like Jesus now i know i'm not there yet but each day what i try to do and what i really believe god does in me is that he makes me a little bit more like him so one of my biggest struggles and something i've struggled with from childhood is anger management um, it's really, really difficult for me to control my temper. And I know that God doesn't enjoy watching me lose my temper. My family hate it and have said to me how much it it's broken them and really broken their hearts. And so it's something that I consciously want to resist daily. And this is what this verse is saying here. Um, Proverbs 3 verse 7 Don't be wise in your own eyes. Worship the Lord and then turn away from evil. And so my responsibility in growing and worshipping the Lord is turning away from evil. And now I can't do that in my own strength. And so I do ask God for grace. I say, Father, give me grace to deal with my anger effectively because I will get angry and you're allowed to be angry. But the way that you deal with your anger is a difference between you and somebody who does not worship the Lord. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 14. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 14. Now, Ecclesiastes is, I believe, just after the book of Proverbs. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 14. I know that whatever God does, it endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor taken away from it. And God does it so that men will reverently fear him, Worship Him knowing that He is. Can you see a theme (laughs) running through the scriptures? So, right at the beginning, I said we're talking about worship, and all of these scriptures are to do with worship and what it means. And what the book of Ecclesiastes is saying is that everything that God does is eternal. God's love for you is eternal. His mercy is eternal. His grace is eternal. His timing is eternal. His peace is eternal. His faithfulness is eternal. And he puts those things in us. So he wants us to give them back to him in thanksgiving, in being peaceful with other people. And it's hard, but it's not impossible. Not impossible. Let's keep going. We're now in the New Testament. John, the book of John, that's the gospel according to John, 4, verse 24. 24. The Gospel according to john verse four sorry chapter four verse twenty four um, God is a spirit, a spiritual being, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and truth is the highest form of reality so In the book of John, we're being reminded that God is a spirit and that those who worship him have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, worship is an abstract noun because you can't quantify it like love or peace or hope or freedom. We know it's happening, but we can't put it into a box and we can't say that, oh, you know, there are three worships over there. (laughs) It's just the thing that we do to show God how much we value who he is not just what he's done for us okay but how much we value who he is but we do that in reality so that's in real time and we do that in spirit and the spirit at work in us is the holy spirit and that's the gift that was given to you when you um when you became born again now some of this might sound a little bit gray and that's absolutely fine, but I will always say what I'm led to say by the Lord. And if you don't understand, I want you to reach out to me. Um, you can email me, lulu at com. Those of you that have me on WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook, of course, Lulu Lincoln just sent me, send me a direct message. Official Teaching Moms, send me a direct message. Um, But those of you that know me personally, call me, pick up a phone. I'm happy to pray with you. But if you can't do any of those things, just ask the Lord to open your eyes. Holy Spirit, enlighten me. Show me what your word means. Remember, I'm not a theologian. All I have is a heart to lead people um, and encourage them in the word of the Lord. I don't know everything. So I'm not trying to give the final definition or the final inspiration on anything in the word of God, I'll just share with you my own understanding, which is really limited. And then any inspiration and insight that I get from the Holy Spirit as we're talking. Let's go on to the next scripture. Romans 12, verse 1. Romans 12, verse 1. The book of Romans is directly after the book of Acts. And it's a letter to the people in Rome. Okay, the Roman people. Romans 12, Verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren or sisters, and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Wonderful. So our reasonable service is to give our bodies and our minds, our talents, resources and efforts back to God. Now, some of you might be thinking, OK, well, if God is not a physical human being, how can I give him my resources? You can give back to God by using your time for God's work or in God's kingdom. If you are a singer You can join the worship team if you are a dancer and you have a worship dance team. If you are gifted in um, administration or helps, you can offer your time to your church. You can build a business around your gifts, serving the people of God and using some of your income to bless your local church. If you are a teacher, you can use your teaching skills in your local church Some of you might think, well, I don't have any of those talents. Maybe your talent is making a really good cup of tea. My goodness, go and serve tea on a Sunday morning after the service. There's nothing that you have or can do that can't be used by God. Maybe your talent is making things beautiful, organising people, telling people what to do. There's plenty of space, (laughs) you know, for that kind of thing in the kingdom of God, because everybody is so valuable and every single gift is important. So our reasonable, that's our basic membership. okay that's our basic free standard um, subscription fee to God is just to be available and allow him to use our talents by sharing them with other people. Two more scriptures and then we're done. Philippians 3 verse 3, that's further along, Philippians 3 verse 3, for we Christians, that's us, are the true circumcision who worship God in spirit and by the spirit of God and exalt and glory and pride ourselves in Jesus Christ And put no confidence or dependence on what we are in the flesh and on outward privileges and physical advantages and external appearances. I'll read that again. For we Christians are the true circumcision who worship God in spirit and by the spirit of God and exalt and glory and pride ourselves in Jesus Christ. Let me stop you there. So everything that we do is for the glory and pride in Christ. That's it. The next part of the verse is saying we put no confidence, dependence on what or who we are. That's our status, our followers, our likes. and Nothing in the flesh. That's our human effort. Or outward privileges. That could be your class or your family background. Physical advantages. The good looking people. Or external appearances. There's nothing that we have that will disqualify us from being loved by God. But in the same vein, there's nothing that we do not have that will disqualify us from the love of God. Because everything that we are is based on his perfection, not our um, aspiration to perfection or our imperfection. You feel me? So it's just about who he is, and nothing to do with who we are. And that gives me great confidence because I can try with all my might and still be nowhere. But Jesus only did one thing. He only did one thing, died for me on the cross, and that's given me everything I have now. Can you see how um, (laughs) crazy it sounds that I could do nothing And someone could do everything for me. Which means that you don't have to do anything to be loved by God. You just need to show up. You just need to show up. Our last verse for today is in the book of Hebrews. It's the book of Hebrews. Also in the New Testament. It's chapter 12, verse 28. Chapter 12, verse 28. Which says, Let us therefore receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God, pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. I've probably said the word worship 45 times, but that's what today's podcast has been about, giving God exactly what belongs to him. Now for some of you this would be the first time you're hearing this kind of information and for others it may be the hundredth time or the thousandth time but what I've learned in my very short 18 years of being a Christian is that if I hear something more than twice, in fact let's keep it real, if I hear the same thing more than once it means that I'm not there yet and I'm speaking to myself girls as much as I'm speaking to you that God wants more from us this year. And more does not mean does not mean being more religious. Um, it means spending more time with the Lord. Now, for some of you, that might mean waking up before your babies wake up at 5 a.m. For some of you, that might mean on a long commute um, home or in the evening after you finish your evening routine. For some of you, that will be in the middle of the day but the words talk the scripture reading is just to build you up baby it's just to um remind you how much god loves you and the bible is his way of helping us to grow in loving him and becoming more like him and and that's what that's what i want for you and that's my that's my heart for you And the call to action today, I'd encourage you, if you haven't already done so, just take some time now and let's worship the Lord together. Heavenly Father, you are magnificent and there's nothing that's too hard for you. And we open our arms and our minds and our hearts to you and we give you glory I don't want to ask you for anything now. I just want to say to you that I adore you and you are my absolute number one. You're my number one. You are my number one. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're my only hope. You love me and you have forgiven me and you have blessed me. Father, I lift my sisters up to you, my friends, women of God, daughters of the Most High, that you would be with them now. Holy Spirit, Love and fill them now. Pour your love on them. Pour your anointing oil on them. Strengthen them. Make their faces shine. So people would know that they have been with you, Lord. Father, you're my favourite. You're my be all and end all. And I cannot live without you, God. As we close this session, would you love my friends and would you love my sisters? And would you remind them of your word? I promised you that I would walk with you all the days of my life. And I pray a prayer of protection around everybody who hears my voice. That the word that has been sown into their hearts would not be stolen by the enemy. And that seal that comes with the blood of salvation... And the blood of the cross will be around me too and my babies and my husband, my beloved husband and my family and all those that associate themselves with me and know and love me. But also for the women who are listening, Father, do not let them cast away their confidence. Be with them, Heavenly Father, today and always. We bless your name and we give you glory, God, and we stand on your word And we thank you, Jesus, for loving us. We thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Your love makes me whole. Your love makes me whole. Your love makes me whole. Never let me go. Your love makes me whole. Your love makes me whole. Your love makes me whole. Never let me go. Never let me go. (laughs) Never let me go. Thank you so much for your time today. You have been listening to Revitalize 2020. I am your host. I'm your friend. I'm your sister, Lulu Lincoln. And this episode has been sponsored by teachingmoms.com. Have an amazing day. Same time tomorrow. (laughs) Bye.